Aloha. Hello and welcome. We're back from the ballerlifestyle.com. It's the Baller Lifestyle Podcast, episode number 429. I was going to, so we're talking this week about Bull Durham with our dear friend Jason Stewart. And uh, I was going to record, so we recorded a couple days early. And I was going to record a um, an intro where I just talked about a couple stories, maybe read a couple email before we got into Bull Durham, just to kind of fill it out, make it feel like a little more fresh, make it feel like it's from that day. And now it is that day. It currently is that day. But in between the recording of the Bull Durham podcast and today, which is that day, I got COVID-19. So I'm I'm laid up. I'm like sweating in bed. And uh, I just got up to just record this little intro. And uh, you can hear that's a full show next week. But until then, please enjoy the Baller Lifestyle Podcast review of the 1988 classic minor league baseball film, Boulderham. I am joined now by co-host of the show. You hear him here every week, Mr. Ed Daly. Ed, what's up? Uh, it is very hot, and I I am sweltering right now. I went I went for a bike ride. It was like ninety four and humid and humid. You get the humidity. Yeah, it's hot uh, here too. I got the air blasting, and I'm, we're recording on a Saturday, which we don't normally do Saturday afternoon. So I'm gonna crack my first beer of the day. There you go. There we go. We are we'll also jo- we're also joined by somebody I imagine spent some time in the heat today as well because where he lives almost to Ventura County so far north is very hot. It's very hot there and he loves to hike. He hikes all the time. I see him on his Instagram always hiking. Of course, it's our dear 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 friend Jason Stewart. Jason, what's up? Hello everybody. Hey Jason. Hey buddy. Hello there. Hello there. Oh, you're doing it. Signature sign on. How did you go for a hike today, buddy? Um, no. Had to take a detour. We're gonna do it early tomorrow, and then hit the Dodger game for uh, for the holiday weekend. Oh, awesome. Um, yes. I had. Uh, I had M- Michelle's got a friend who uh, is married to a guy who works for the Mets, and I got to sit in like the prime seats right behind the dugout this past week. That's nice. And the one thing I was thinking is how baseball players are all like fucking units now. And when we were kids, like like half of them look like somebody's stepdad. Oh, dude, you watch. They a- are all like just muscle on top of muscle. Yeah, there's n- the guys we grew up watching play, like the even the better players. Could not could not crack the JV these days. Like it's not it's night and day. Yeah, like just seeing them up close, they're they're, they're all enormous and like they're they're just all muscle. They used to think 
that your shortstop needed to be a, a wiry little, like a Davy Concepcion yeah, or Omar Vizco. diminutive guy. Yeah, yeah. but th- now they realize it doesn't matter wh- how well they field. We need guys that can hit 40 home runs at every position. Yeah, Cal Ripken was the first big dude who yep. played shortstop. Yep, and then we had that whole then that whole crew of Garcia Parra, Derek Jeter, Alex Rodriguez yeah. came in. The yeah. uh, the Pirates shortstop is six feet seven. <laughs> it's crazy. Jay these Stu? guys are enormous. Jay Stu, are they well, playing baseball the right way these days? Nah, I've no. got a lot of issues yeah, with baseball. We could uh, we could just do a separate. Maybe we could save it for the Red Circle, a separate podcast like, for playing it the wrong way. Yeah, but you, I, I do have a question. Ed dropped the name Michelle. Are you talking about Michelle Pfeiffer or Obama? Oh Obama, no, Obama. You know his wife uh, called Michelle. Jason. See, but the game the game is I throw two out there. He's he he's supposed to throw a third one in there. Right. Oh, and just yeah. back and forth like that. Perfect. Yeah, that's that's now, the one. It's Michelle Rodriguez, that tough talking broad <laughs> yeah. in every movie. Yeah, she's awesome. Um okay, so we're t- we're here, we're discussing Bull Durham, a classic nineteen eighty-eight. I mean, it was a big hit, right? It, it was huge. Yeah. Minor league baseball. Basically, it's the story of a, of a minor, a soon to wash out career minor leaguer and, and an up and coming flamethrower. And I don't, he's like some kind of bonus baby, but he's playing on an independent league shit team for some reason. Yeah. I was wondering if, if back then it was more the wild west, like where yeah. there were just a bunch of independent leagues, because I I'm pretty sure the Durham Bulls now are like the Rays affiliate or right. whatever it is. Yeah. Like I think everyone is assigned to something, but maybe back then it was different. No, I think the they they call it an A ball team. Yeah, remember cra- Crash says, "What am I doing in A ball?" Right. And I think it's the A ball affiliate of the Yankees. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that may, I mean, it, yeah, they definitely allude, and he gets called up, so it's not like they bought his contract. So yeah, they're they're affiliated the Durham Bulls, uh, Bull Durham, nineteen eighty eight romantic comedy. Oh, and the, and the big the big premise of the movie, right, is that there's a there's a uh, an older woman in town a in seasoned. the seasoned yeah in the town of Durham, and every year when the season starts, she picks a player and she's gonna fuck him all season, and then he's gonna, gonna get gonna good at baseball. Yes, exactly. And <laughs> the the big the big premise of the movie. Is that, or not the not the premise of the movie? But hold on, I'm trying to type around my mic here. Um, is that what's her what's her name? Susan Sarandon's character. I've already forgot. Uh, Annie Savoy. She's she's like this old bag that picks up like she's hot. She's like a randy older hot. lady, and she she picks a young player to bang, and uh, you know, and then he gets then he gets good at baseball. How how old do we think that? Uh, that Susan Sarandon is was when they shot this movie. Oh, so I I, I looked it up, so I know. Yeah, so, so so did yeah, I. So yeah. did I. Yeah, but she looks good. I mean, no, they she were, does. They, they're they kind of reference her as some like old bag. Right? right? Is she forty one? Yeah, she was like early early forties, forty, forty one, forty two, somewhere in there. She she looks great and she looks fantastic. I, I can make an argument that for the next. You know, fifteen to twenty years, she, got she better. still looks great. Yeah, like, yeah. 
She she, she pulled a Mary Steenburgen. No, Just she's keep, sev- keep she's seventy years good. old right now. She looks fantastic. Yeah. Um. Right. I I uh. I read uh, earlier today, I just like clicked on a, a link about uh, Bill Durham and she had to dress super hot for like meeting with a studio executive oh, because like there's no way they'll consider me because I'm 41. So I have to show them that I can look hot or something. Right. something like Insane. That. Yeah. I took that. I took that as code for I had sex with the creators. Yeah. <laughs> It, it, it was the late eighties, right? They did that. Yeah. They, they did that back then. Absolutely. Um, I noticed that. It, so the casting of this movie, Robert Wall is the um, pitching coach yep. for the Durham yeah. Bulls. And I just wondered, is it, is it there? Are there any links? Could we do a six degrees of Jason Stewart with Robert Wall? There must be an Arliss connection. Yeah. There's got to be Arliss. So Arliss, that's one of those shows that it, he's he played an agent. It's like the original Entourage or the original um, Ballers. He's an agent, and it's like oh, it's he's got wacky. I can do this. Yeah, he's I got can do this. Oh, okay. He's got wacky clients, and it's it's like pretty much unfunny and uninteresting the show. But you're just waiting to see if like Dave Winfield shows up. Like yeah, that's, right. that's the whole point of the I show. Think, I think I watched. 80% of them and I didn't like the show. No, it was it was unfunny. He had um well what's her name was his assistant Sandra O oh, who went on to do yeah. in everything. And he, then he had some other Kirby was his like uh, like his yep. his man Friday and it, it was completely unfunny. There was no jokes in the show. It was you're just waiting to see if somebody you an athlete you liked would show up at some point. It was, it was basically it just was like ballers. It was like one of HBO's first originals. Like it kind of yeah. was, yep. it was almost a trailblazer and like a pay TV yep. made by HBO show. And I, I, th- I stumbled across it in the last 10 years and it does not age well. Like Can't. some of those, some of those shows like Oz, uh, yep. Sopranos, like you could watch them and they're, they're, they're timeless. Yep. This was very dated. Like if you're not in 1995, uh, you, you, you lose kind of touch right, with right. and yeah, and the jokes so, weren't funny in 1995. So, uh, Ed, give us your six degrees of okay. Stuart Jason. So, what I can remember on Arliss, the black dude Michael Boatman yes. was wow. um, was deep. also part of the Spin City universe. Yes. Oh yeah. I okay, believe, I remember this guy. I believe Lou Diamond Phillips had a cameo as like his boyfriend. Wow. On an episode of Spin City. Wow. And really? two degrees. That's two degrees. Wow. Amazing. Well, I, di- I didn't know if we'd be able to do it. I just, I was just taking a guess. Fantastic. Ed. I believe, I believe. Insane knowledge. Lou Diamond was on an episode of Spin City. LDP, close friend of Jason Stewart. Um, let me. That's crazy. Yeah, I'll just, I'm going to play the. Um, I would say, I mean, yeah. I, I guessed. That it would be a Jamie Lynn Sigler, um, Robert Wall, just kind of HBO casting a lot of their their same actors. There has there has to be some kind of synergy there. If it isn't Jamie Lynn and Robert Wall in the same HBO project, yeah, I mean, there's pro- we could probably get it down to one degree at some point because Robert Wall has like uh, he's one of those guys where I'm like, oh, whatever happened to him? And then I just went on his IMDb and he's in, he's been in something every year. He's like always in things. Total a-hole as a, uh, 
as a talk show host, by the way. I heard oh. nothing but horrible things about his radio show. Oh, he had a radio he, show? Sports yeah, talk? Yeah, they, they, they gave him a radio show. I don't know if it was a sports talk or kind of like just kind of entertainment, uh, but I, I guess he was the ultimate dick and didn't make, get any traction, but acted like, uh, I guess, like Arliss the entire time. Yeah, he had he had this movie, and then he was in Batman yep. with Michael yeah. Keaton. Then yeah. he probably got Arliss shortly thereafter. Yep. Ty then, Cobb. And then, oh, yeah, Ty Cobb. And then, like, <laughs> maybe people, I, I mean, he might still work, but, like, you don't see him. You don't. No. But he's on things. But I just looked it up. Spin City, the episode was called An Officer and a Gentleman, Lou Diamond Phillips. <laughs> LDP. There you go. Amazing. That's great. That's really awesome. Just a, a great, stunning skill you have there, Ed. Okay, let's play the trailer. We can talk a little bit more about Bull Durham. Do you believe in that? Well, I believe in the small of a woman's back, the hanging curveball, high fiber, good scotch. Well, who believes in the hanging curveball? I First mean, of all, he, that's he, a weird thing. He to believes say. in taking advantage of it. Right. Exactly. It's not really something I mean, to believe in. It's something let's, you hope that let's, happens. let's get to that speech because there are a couple of things that okay. really need uh, analysis. Okay. And I believe in long, slow, deep, soft, wet kisses that last for three days. Oh After 12 years in the minor leagues, I don't try out. Besides, uh, I don't believe in quantum physics when it comes to matters of the heart. Sometimes alone. Anyway, that's that kind of sets it up. What what are the other what are the other issues you have with that speech, Ed? <laughs> so uh, let me I wrote it down. He he talks about well the thing he talked about uh wet kisses that last three days. Yeah. Like no. No. after a certain amount of kissing. Yeah. We want to get to it. Yeah, it's time to kiss my dick. Like you're, you're, <laughs> you're, you're the kissing is to set up the shit you want to do. It's, it's means, it's a means to, an end. to an end. Exactly. Right. It's not the end. And they cut from the trailer, but he said, "I believe in softcore pornography." Oh, yeah. who is he? My buddy Brad. Nobody yeah, believes, believes in softcore. In softcore. Yes. What? No. No, you're either watching no. it or you're not. No dude does. No dude no. believes in that. No. I think yeah. women women prefer the sophomore. No. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I understand your issue with the hanging curve. I assume it <laughs> meant like I believe in taking no. advantage of, you know, like something like that, taking advantage of a hanging curve. Well, like yes. for the most part, it was kind of fun opening Christmas presents on Christmas morning versus Christmas Eve. Like those are all fun, but then I believe in softcore pornography and West wet kisses that last yeah. three days. It was three like days. this is a crazy person. No, yeah, I think the I think the couple things kind of played out since '88, and I need to uh, go full disclosure here that Bull Durham is like a top ten movie of mine. I I played baseball. Uh, it's my my passion, my love. I think this movie does the best job of portraying baseball, the language, the dialogue. Yeah. But but you know we'll get we'll get to some specifics, but I will say this, a couple things played out over the next what? Uh 20, 35 years. Um the the elimination of the DH is what he believes in. And it went in the exact opposite yeah. way, which yeah. I'm with, I'm with Crash by the way. If yeah, you were going to make a universal anything, no DH. Yeah. I, totally. I'm with I, I'm with you. I I am an AL guy in that like I 
cheer for the Orioles, but I always thought the the uh, the pitchers hitting was a cool aspect yeah. because if the pitcher's having a good game, but you need a hit, there was like an extra level of skill needed. Yeah. That you and had the to double figure switch. Out. Like, yeah. yeah. And and I, my, my question to the people that love the DH, is the fucking pitcher a player on the field or not? Right. He's right. Pl- he's playing on the field. He needs to bat his position. That's there. Uh, wh- why not have nine DHs? Have and a DH for every annoyed, fucking position. Annoyed by the uh, the praise that Edgar Martinez used to get, and they'd be like, "Oh, he's the best," yeah. and he would never play. And they're like, "Well, he hurt his back like fifteen years ago, so yeah. he can't can't play." <laughs> well, so Dave, my- yeah. Dave oh, Ortiz yeah. just got into the, in the Hall of Fame yeah. as a DH. But like I, I've always thought, what's what's weird about this, and I just talked about this on on the talk show that I work on this week. It's when people say that the the universal DH like kind of is consistent with the the pace of the game concern that the commissioner has. I I would argue against that. The pace of the game, you know, the double switches and stuff. That's one thing, but you're adding offense to each game. I think that I think American right. League. Uh, games were like an average of 30 minutes longer or something. Yeah, over they were the always longer. Yep. So it's like, it doesn't make any sense. We want to shorten up the game and make it more appealing for the young people, but then we're going to throw more offense into the game. So that that's a contradiction. And then by the way, um, him saying that strikeouts are fascist. I've always agreed with that. It's selfish. It, it, it raises your pitch counts. It, uh, it makes, make sure that you don't go as long into games. And that's played itself out. Strikeouts are are the thing now, and pitchers go six innings. Except, I've, I've, except, I've got a pitch count discussion to have. Except, when they talk about Nuke's first game. He t- he tells he's he tells Nuke Lelouch, who supposedly throws a hundred miles an hour, to try to get ground balls. Like he's he's supposedly a flamethrower. He's built to strike people out. You got he, that, that's what he's there to do. Like that's his game. He's not going to all of a sudden become Greg Maddox up there and throw sinkers right. that get grounded to second base. Um, I think we do need to talk about how bad the entertainment value was of Max Patkin, oh, the so glad. So glad <laughs> Prince of baseball. Yeah. They oh, cause yeah. I, I'm just putting it on in the background. It's on Amazon prime, yeah. by the way, yeah. if you want to yeah. watch, I would, um, I would say that uh, five minutes into the movie or eight minutes into the movie, I had to write this down. You know, they're, they're showing Max do his thing. And I remember back then that Max was a thing in the minor leagues. He would oh, go like, from ballpark to ballpark and he would do these things to entertain kids. And I guess it was cheap. And uh, Christina, my girlfriend looks at me and says, I don't get this guy. Right. No, nobody should. He's bad for baseball. <laughs> he he's just terrible. Like, he like dances and makes And he spaces. spits. Yeah. And he spits like he fills his mouth with water and spits it out. <laughs> yeah. And, and what? I remember when this movie came out, Max Patkin shows up and I was like, oh, yeah, that guy. Like, yeah. why did why I know should I know? Yeah. yeah, I shouldn't know him <laughs> with his ugly, ugly he's, teeth. He's so unfunny. And look, if you're going to if you're going to ham, if you're going to d- throw a mascot in the movie to give it a real baseball feel, you got to go out and get my guy, Ted Giannoulis, the San Diego <laughs> chicken. San Diego chicken. <laughs> yes. See, but, but that's the difference. I made that distinction because uh, Christina was like, wait a minute, they already have a bull. Why did they have Mac? No, no, no. The mascot, the bull stayed with the team. Right. The Max, Max is a traveling guy. Yeah. He, he was like Morgana. He was like Morgana, the yeah. kissing bandit. Yeah. Exactly. He, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, you had to, 
you had to get him a bus ticket. You had to get him a room at the Holiday Inn. And you had Probably to pay had him. to pick up his tab. Yeah, you had to you had to get his expenses, his meals. Well, the, the one thing you didn't have to do was wash his clothes because his yeah. clothes didn't look washed. Yeah. It looks like he just slept in them and yeah. went to he the He looks disgusting. Park. No. Like, <laughs> uh, what is it? Like, he's – a lot of teams have have a guy that's just like a fan that, right. like, makes something. Like, he's – Like so the, the guy who the, makes the signs. Yeah, like late, the Lakers – in the eighties, they used to have dance and Barry. You remember dance and Barry, Jason? I think, I, I think I barely, cocaine I, probably remembers yeah. dance and Barry. Yeah, I barely remember dance and Barry? What, what was his thing? Like what, what did he do? He would like dance up and down the, he would wear like a LeMay jacket, like a gold LeMay jacket. And he would just like dance around in the stands between timeouts or during yeah, timeouts. Okay, dance yeah. and Barry. Um, the, the Cubs have Ronnie woo woo. I think he might've died. But he's just like a guy that is just like goes to every game. Max Patkin is he's employed. He's paid to be there, but he's like he's not doing bigamist. anything. He's yes. not even a fan of a team. He just right. goes around. What a piece annoying of people. And and do real teams have mascots? Um, I, I I I think a lot of minor league teams do. Minor league is is fun because right. they got to drum up yeah. interest. They have dollar beer night, all that stuff. Um, a couple. It's one thing I noticed is that Nuke wants to give himself a nickname. And he's like, <laughs> all, he's like, all the great ones have nicknames, like Oil Can. <laughs> so I think he's, I assume he's talking about Dennis I, Oil Can Boyd, who yeah, this, I, a lot, I love that, that nickname. It's a great nickname. Dennis, it's great. So that contradicts, my, that contradicts the thing I just said five, year, five minutes ago, which is most of this movie isn't dated. The, I will say yeah. Oil Can Boyd, if in 1988, he was very relevant. That did not. That did not age well. Oil Can Boyd's best season, nineteen eighty six. Yeah, the Red yeah, Sox. The World Series. He went yeah, sixteen. The- he went sixteen and ten. He started thirty games. Yeah. His, but I think he got he got smoked in like game yeah. six or seven. He, his I, his ERA was three point seven eight that season, which is I, pretty middle of the road. I I want to say there was a drug charge in there. Wasn't yeah, he, he had he, on coke. At yeah, some he point? had a cocaine problem. He he had a fat dick, obviously, because that's his nickname is Oil Can, and that's right. what, what we've learned as we've aged is that everybody's nickname was about their dick: the big hurt, the, the big unit, fucking Oil Can, uh, the Tug, Cobra, Tug McGraw. Yeah, Tug McGraw like to jerk off a lot. Uh, career Dennis Oil Can Boyd, he's a five hundred pitcher, seventy eight and seventy seven, almost exactly five hundred. Career ERA over four, not a great one. Just an okay I mean, one. It's a career. It's a great career. It's a great. Not, career. He played ten years no, 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 in the major leagues. Not, not career. Not great, but it is a career. Like that's an admirable yeah. career. Any any pitch in a World Series against one of the best teams ever. And the so, other one, he gets a pass on the other one because he said Catfish Hunter, who I think is a Hall of Famer. Yeah, Catfish. Yeah. Catfish is another good name, though. But it's but uh, it's a great name. But but all the great ones have nicknames. What's Sandy Koufax's nickname? What's Bob Gibson's? Like, not they don't have nicknames. <laughs> that's just like some guys have nicknames. Is is. That's a good point. You know, not but everybody has his a name. name is Ebby Calvin. <laughs> like it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I think they, they gave him a clunk, a, a clunky name. I, I think that if they wanted to be, if they would have known what would have happened, played out over the next 20 years, they probably would have changed oil can to the rocket. Yeah. Rock. Yeah. He was, yeah, he was still a little early. That stood up. Career, but I but, wish, yeah. I wish we had more nicknames. Cause now so many nicknames are just yeah. initials like Kevin Durant. Oh, it's KD. What yeah. is that? That's yeah. not a nickname. Yeah. 
I would say that uh, hockey is probably the worst because I think the dumbest humans on earth play hockey, but baseball is close. Yeah. And most of the time they just add an EY yeah. to yeah. the shortened version cool. of their last Dickie, name or first name. Saxy. I know so yeah. he's Deke Saxy. Um, yeah. Uh, but, the, but they're pretty he lame. Asked, he asked for the uh, nickname right after uh, you see Nukalouche wearing out old Millie. Yeah. Yes. Like, so. Yes. We talked about Annie Savoy, who picks a player for the season, and yep. Millie is yeah. like the upstart who picks yeah. many players during the season. And the manager comes in and he's like, "What? Hey, don't waste your energy on some piece of ass," which is quite possibly the <laughs> greatest terminology ever. Like i i use I use piece of ass all the time. It's not. It's such a high compliment to a woman. To it's, be called a is, piece of ass. It's a good one. And yeah. and also, I think it's time to talk about the greatness of Trey Wilson yes. as the skipper. Yes. Um, he's, he's great. I and only I know- go on from this and Nathan Arizona. And, right. it, and then he died right after this. Yeah. Yeah. Rest, rest in peace, man. Rest in peace. He was great, but also he died at the age of 40. 40? Cerebral hemorrhage. No way was he 40. He looked yeah. 58. Yeah. yeah, he was he he looked like he was rounding third heading to his yeah. 60s. Yeah, he's the reverse Susan Sarandon. Yeah, I mean, as Nathan Arizona, you 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 know, he had those babies, but yeah. you assumed he was this was like a second marriage situation, like he was an yes. older dad. Unpainted Arizona. Yeah, he he looks very old. Um but he was 40 and sadly he died. But he was fantastic in this movie. He like, really was. was. Yeah, he's he, good like, at everything. He was so good. He was uh, just like the, you know, just like the 80s. We, you know, the, the last movie we did together was Fatal Attraction. Like, um, everybody smoked all the time. Imagine having a manager who was a chain smoker yeah, yeah. on buses right. and like dugouts Jim, and offices. Yeah, like Jim Leland was never as old as he looked in the dugout. Oh yeah, Sparky no, that was, Anderson. Yes. Oh, Sparky Anderson looked seventy at thirty nine years old. Yeah, like for the Reds. Yeah, and I think that I think his character, the manager. I don't know if we could, we if we could say he's a great manager. I think there's a no. reason he's an A ball well, because, uh, yeah, after Nuke's first. Okay, first let's talk about look about let's talk about Nuke's first appearance. Exactly. exactly. Oh, so, so he so, walked it, eighteen new league yes, record. Yes. Also struck out eighteen. Yep. Also new yeah. league record. If, so right if, there, if he if he walked on four pitches and struck out <laughs> everybody on three yeah. pitches, yeah. he's at yeah. one twenty six yeah. pitches through yeah. six innings. Wow. Yeah. If That's he had a no hitter, <laughs> yeah. If he had a no hitter, yeah. And everything was a perfect strike Zero or a perfect balls. ball. That's 126 pitchers. That, Boy, he's a minor league manager. Yeah. You're supposed to protect the yeah. talent. That's insane. That's a really great but, point. That that was what I was thinking. Like it's it's one thing to walk eighteen guys. Yeah. It, it's it's another thing for a pitching coach or manager to allow you to be in a game long enough to walk eighteen guys, and then him striking out eighteen means that he went at least six innings. Yeah. So he so walked he, he the pitched bases into, loaded. into the seventh inning with eighteen walks. Yeah. He walked <laughs> the bases loaded and and struck out the side in every inning. <laughs> but I I will say that uh, Ron Shelton, who wrote the movie, was a minor leaguer, but it was for the Orioles. And seeing how they treated uh, uh, 
Ben McDonald. Down, ben, it kind of tracks that they let him go oh, yeah. with a heavy pitch count. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a good one. That's no, a that's good one. Not- like Dusty Baker thinks he's just getting warmed up with 126 <laughs> pitches after six innings. Yeah. I, I, but who's I, the next pitcher I can ruin? Yeah. yeah. I would love to know the percentage of the people listening to this podcast right now who actually know that Ben McDonald reference. I would love to know that. He's the first that, overall yeah. draft pick. That, that is a deep poll. That's yeah. a deep Sorry, poll. Sorry. Yeah. I'm an Orioles fan. I got, I got very little. This is, this is the stuff I have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, wait, but, yes. But his, so the thing is, is that um, obviously he throws a hundred miles an hour. That's the thing, right? Um, we, we just have to kind of uh, address the elephant in the room, which is uh, Nuke Lelouch's athleticism. It's, so, been igno- it's been acknowledged by Shelton. It's been acknowledged by everybody. Yes. They, they hired him for his acting yes. and not his a- athleticism. Anyone who's ever played baseball or watched enough of it knows that nobody who winds up like that or pitches like that would ever be come close to a professional pitcher. It's, it, it's, it's a caricature. It's, it's kind of – it's ridiculous. It's offensive. There's so much movement in that windup. It There's his, his, the hand goes behind his back. Yeah. It's very right. weird. He looks like he looks like. So uh, if you're watching the movie, six minutes thirty seconds into the movie, we see Nukelouche throw a pitch. He he looks like he's trying to imitate the throwing motion of a pitcher <laughs> from the 1800s with the, with <laughs> yeah, the high like leg kick. Guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And somehow he is able to throw a hundred miles an hour. But he basically like puts it like a shot put, like it weighs 80 pounds. It comes yeah. out of his shoulder rather than up high. I, I don't know how they couldn't just, and somehow he's also throwing off his back foot. I don't, you, you have yeah, to watch him do it. It's, it's ridiculous. He throws like a theater kid. Yes. Yes. He but, throws and, like he doesn't know how to throw. But and, and I will is, say he's fucking fantastic as a meathead jock because yeah. like, it's amazing because sports from high school up are filled with meatheads, like just yeah. really dumb steakheads, and he nails it. it. It's it's really weird because it's almost like it's an underrated role in this. You know, Costner was on the way up, his trajectory was, and this was part of his right. stardom. Sarandon had been there, and I, I think she got nominated for a Golden Globe or something. But, like, Tim Robbins, when he's not pitching, is – uh, steals every yeah. single scene he's in, even in, yeah, because like Costner gets the speeches and stuff, yeah. Yeah. and he's the wise one. But like Robbins has to sell it that he's a just he's, a steakhead, and he's awesome. Right. No, he's, he's incredible. He's really yeah, and and we we did major league, and like major league, the actors were awful baseball players for the most part. Charlie Sheen looked like he knew what he was doing, but yeah, you just kind of, I you almost forgave that movie because it was a comedy and it was over the top and ridiculous. Right. Ron Shelton was a minor leaguer. He wrote this movie, created this movie. I, I know he wanted to go for authentic. And Nuke was the one thing that was over the top. The rest of the guys could play a little baseball. He was the one guy that you're like, there's no fucking way he plays. But to his credit, yeah. like again, amazing performance by Robbins. Yeah. yeah. And other than when he pitches. <laughs> then not so amazing. Yes. Yeah. The million dollar arm with the five cent head. Yeah, exactly. They say that a lot. Um, also, so Crash shows up, right? And he's he's been his contract has been purchased, so he could, you know, he's a wily old veteran. He goes, "I'm the player to be named later." Right, which right. is a good line. Yeah, that is great, good. great, great line. And yeah. that was the the name of the script. Did you read that? 
Oh, the no, name of the script was A Player to Be Named Later, which is a cool – that's a cool name. I kind of almost wish it was that. Yeah. Um, between the three of us, we're all uh, heterosexual, you know, have significant others. But how gorgeous is Costner? <laughs> oh, he's um, gorgeous. The man he is, is handsome. beautiful. So Distractingly attractive. Yeah, the man so is handsome. Just, just last year, like I, I haven't watched it, but Michelle watches uh, – Michelle Obama watches uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yellowstone. And I was like – does Costner still look good? And she like swooned. She's like, "Oh yeah, he's yeah. he's beautiful. He got the plugs. Like he's yeah. he's keeping. You know, he's very tan. Right. He's just super handsome. No, he's he's so good looking. Uh, but he, immediately, so Annie's decided she's gonna be she. Um, Nuke is the guy she's gonna be sexing this season. But these guys um, kind of start a rivalry for her affections. And then at one point, she's like, "You guys want to go?" Um, let's go to my place. And, and they're like, which one of us? And she's like, both, both of you, of course. <laughs> so you're thinking, Oh, she's looking to get spit roasted. Yeah. She's, she wants the spit roast. Yeah. Yeah. She wants, she wants a little DP sesh, but they go, they go to her house and, and uh, you know, crash. Yeah. Costner in that moment, I yeah. thought it was an interesting choice of writing. Maybe he made me this on his own, but as soon as she said, both of you, like, he was the giddy one. Like he, yeah, he raised he the eyebrow. Saw that. He saw that as well. He saw the threesome. He's like, this will be fun. Let's go Let's go do this. Like, and it was a yeah. rare kind of act of immaturity in this movie. Like, yeah. He was the yeah. mature one, but he was the one most giddy to get into the threesome. But yeah. be- before that, the the fight outside and the oh, way yeah. that Nuke, Nuke fucking acts and like, He's so fucking great as yeah, the yeah. fucking jock who wants to kick this old man's ass. Yeah. 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 No, it's great. It's fantastic. Um, then they're at her house and then Nuke's like, nah, he's like, I don't do sloppy seconds. He's like, I don't, com- <laughs> I don't look. He's like, look, I'm Costner. I don't compete for puss. Puss competes for me. Like I'm not, I'm not right. doing this. Never. Yeah. So he bounces, he does his speech, whatever. And then she takes Tim Robbins in the bedroom. He says, somebody want to go to, he goes, is somebody going to go to bed with somebody or what? He takes, <laughs> she takes this him is, into the bedroom. This would have pissed, pissed off Caleb, this part. Big time. It's the first thing I thought. He t- she takes him into the bedroom. She ties him to the bed. And he's like, oh, I've heard of this. He's like, he's into it. You know, it's like, it's like a different kind of thing. And then she ties him there and then she reads him poetry. Walt Whitman. Walt Whitman. Poetry. <laughs> She busts out a little he's leaves of there grass. In his, he's, he's laying there in his striped right. grippers, yeah. and she's reading him leaves of grass. Yeah. He's like, am, am I getting laid tonight or what? And she's like, no, this is what we're doing. Yeah. And then once again, he's like, are we going to fuck or what? He just yeah. keeps it going. Yeah, exactly. And so and so you you, you uh, we have to go over the speech, the famous speech by, yeah. by uh, Costner that happened before that. Uh, him saying, I've been in the minors for a long time. I'm not trying out. I don't try out. That's, that's a good line. Yeah. But so your main, your main issue with the, uh, with the speech ad was the softcore porn and, and the, something else. The, sl- I, the sloppy kisses that take three days. Three days. I, th- I think he goes out on a political limb too. And he thinks that Lee Harvey acted alone. Oh, that's when, that's, I'm, I'm with him there. Wh- but, but then, what? but then. Not long after that, he's the, he's uh, Jim. What's his name in JFK? <laughs> That's right. I like that. Uh-huh. I didn't. Even, I never even thought of that. Back and to the yeah. left. Back and yeah. to the left. <laughs> back and to the left. I wonder his, if anybody changed. I th- I've never once even heard that connection made. He played the a character that yeah. was trying to prove the exact opposite. Yeah. Probably five like years later. what 
yeah, three years later, his, like his mind was changed. That's amazing. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, what else happens? He oh, okay. We're introduced to, and every team's got one of these guys. The Bible thumper. The, the Jesus guy that's trying to convert everybody. How about we pray on it? He's a real drag. Look, I mean, nobody's, you know, have your thing, but, you know, don't bum the other guys out constantly with your whole gig. You know, there's, al- there's always that guy on, on the team. I once heard a story, and Jason probably knows this story, but I'll, I'll tell it in a, um, I'll euphemize, won't use any names. There was a, there was a very famous actress was well-known household name that used to love to have sex with a obscure major league baseball player. I'll say that. Okay. And she would like meet him on the road to just, just a bone. Just a, they just had a thing. Like a Madonna on. situation. Kind of. Yeah. Like a Madonna, Dennis Rodman, Scotty Pippen thing. And one time she's like, Hey, um, why don't, uh, See if your friend wants to join us. And, but the friend loved the Lord, so he couldn't participate, but he just hung out in the corner and jerked off. Oh. Because of his faith. His faith like wouldn't allow him. threesome guy. Yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> his faith <laughs> wouldn't allow him. Um, so, you know, that happens. There's always that guy on the team. He, he but, but he is able to later in the movie tame the piece of ass Millie. Millie. So that's, um, that's, a, that's a huge win for him. He must be packing. So I noticed when they were going through the players, one of the guys is Dennis Hopper's son from Hoosiers. What, th- this is oh. the guy that's trying to get in on the Jobu stuff on the, when yeah. he's blessing the yeah. That's yes. Dennis Hopper's son from Hoosiers. And then he's the one who, who gets cut or he's like, this is the hardest job a manager right, has. Right, right. Oh right. That, well, that's kind of weird though because it's like you're it's a ball. Like you're cutting guys every day. Guys are coming in like it can't be that hard. You do it all the time, and and you got to expect to be cut. You know, you're in you're in the low minors. You're just trying to hang on. Eventually, you're going to get cut. I did. Speaking of the guys on the team, people that aren't familiar should Google right now the name Danny Gans. Yeah, he was a Vegas guy, right? Entertainer of the year every year. Yeah, I looked him up. I was like, what? Because I, I, on Amazon, you know, you can see like the, yeah, the people pop up. And I was like, Danny Gans, the Vegas guy? I didn't yes. realize he died like 20 years ago. Yes. And I believe this might have been, this is one, one of the great emails ever read on a show Jason used to work on. Maybe the last time um, our, our close friend Travis Rogers was ever featured on that show because an email came in the day Danny Gans died and Jim refused to read it. So he had Travis read it on the air and it went something like, um, for my next impression, I'll be doing B Arthur signed Danny Gans because B Arthur had died like the day before. (laughs) You remember that Jason? Vaguely. That's, a, yeah. that's amazing. It happened. I guess um, Dan, Danny Danny Gans was an actual minor league ball player. Yeah, he was a ball player. I think he was in the uh, in the Dodgers organization. Now I got to Google him. Entertainer was, yeah. of the year, and I think you can just call yourself that. I don't <laughs> think that there's like you, that there's any like real uh, oh 2009 
there is there isn't a contest for entertainer no. of the year it's just yeah. whoever puts it on the billboard right exactly he was entertainer of the year every year and i think he um the opiates got him uh yeah so i looked it up i think he was on delauded but it you know, at least the the spin yeah. they put on it was he just had a, another condition oh, that heart didn't, condition didn't jive with right. the lauded. Yeah, with uh, you know he was making hundred million dollars a year at the time after washing out as a major leaguer as and an actor, he became entertainer of the year in Las Vegas. So it's uh, holy shit! Wow, nice to see. I Dan. had no, I had no idea all these years that 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 guy was that da- guy, Danny Gans. Yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> Crazy. So I don't know at what point. This happens, but when um, when Costner first when Crash is first like batting, and he I think he strikes out the first at bat. You see him, and Annie passes a note to like one boy to another, yeah, and she says you're pulling your hips, and he says he he writes back, and then she goes oh my, and uh, uh, Millie reads, and it says I want to make love to you. They must have like edited it because I looked, I paused it. He wrote on the piece of paper, let's fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Which is so much better. Yes, of course. Like you're pulling your hips and you need to do this for your swing. And he just writes back, let's fuck and hands it to the the bat boy. And and, and then she goes, "Uh, I want to make love to you. It definitely says let's fuck. That's great. So much better. That's that's great detail. I thought they gave Robert Wool a very underrated line, and if you could, re- you could easily miss it. And so, as soon as he hands the Bat Boy the the note, Robert Wool says, "Yeah, if anybody knows about pulling their hips out too soon, it's uh, it's Annie." <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's, and they uh, they take so, a shot at the natural when the Bat Boy is like, "Hey, get a hit, Crash," and he's like, "Shut up." I that. I thought that was one of the best choices, writing choices in the movie. It really was. It was the anti-natural. Yeah. I haven't even, I haven't even thought about that, but like the thing to do in that moment was just to be a, a, a pro and tap the kid on the, on the helmet and say, yeah. I'll try my best. Thanks, or whatever. Buddy. Yeah. Him saying shut up in that moment, I think is the perfect, one of the perfect examples of what makes this, this thing different. Like baseball players are not like romantic and they're not they're they're very much like crash in that moment. The only thing he gives a shit about right now is getting this girl out of his head so that he could finish his at bat. That's that's the yeah, only thing a, he's, he's thinking about. It's and then a, a team kid sport. Says, get hit. It's a yeah, team yeah, sport, yeah. but yeah. it's like it is very individual. You like, against the other you guy. Are, yeah, you're mm-hmm. thinking about yourself and the battle against the pitcher. Nothing Absolutely. else. Absolutely. Yeah. Um there is a this is a a, a very well-known scene in the movie. When Crash is um, talking to Nuke about the condition of his shower shoes, right? Oh, amazing! Because yeah. came up on our show recently, right? We were oh, did it? I think you. I think you referenced it like yeah, a week, he, a couple weeks he's, ago. He's like, "There's fungus on your flip flops." I, I think he means mildew. I don't think. I don't know. I don't know. The point is, why is he holding it? It's in his. Yeah, He's, it's in his hand. Can't you just point to the ground and go, "Hey, look at this! Sh- you're disgusting." Yeah, get some new. Go to true. Kmart and get some new ones. It. Why? It's I he's was, holding it up. I was thinking, did he bring those shoes with him? Because, like, if he just got to the team, how could it get that bad that fast? He'd been there for one good start. Point. Good. That's a good point. Yeah, maybe he was. Maybe he's had them 
you know, in high school or the, mi- yes. or the other minor league teams or wherever, you know, he brings them with him. Disgusting. It's a, it's, but it's one of those, um, it's one of those scenes and the, one of those lines that has permeated, like it's still used to this day. Like I still think about it. Whenever you see an athlete, like do something that's eccentric, like Kyrie Irving, even, or I think about uh, Brian Wilson, the former Dodgers closer, giant closer, who just looked fucking ridiculous. He dyed his beard. beard. Yeah, it's like when you're when you're saving fifty games a year, yeah. you're eccentric and and odd, but you know, colorful. But when you're getting your ass kicked every night, like you were on the Dodgers, you're that fucking old guy with yeah. a horrible beard who looks. Yeah, so it's like. I, to me, this that scene or yep. that exchange has permeated for thirty years. Like it, there's it's a completely timeless, I guess, uh, idea is what I'm saying. Yeah, that's a good point. I remember um, Eric Gagne; he mm-hmm. never washed his hat. So, yeah, and it had he the sweat would, sweat marks. It, yeah, it was, and by the end of the season, it was all salty. But the fucking guy saved like eighty four games in a row. Like he he was automatic, just flamethrowing guys every time he came out. So you're like, that's fucking badass. Like he looks cool. Now the Dodgers have Craig Kimbrell who's okay, but he's got a little fucking tiny ponytail. <laughs> and when, and when he sets up, when he's reading the signs, he's he, stupid. He hangs his fucking right it's, arm out I, in like it's stupid. It is so dumb. Like it's so <laughs> irritating. Well, when he was it on ha- the, the Braves, remember when like there was that video of like everybody in the, behind the backstop was imitating it and making fun of him. It was pretty Oh, I didn't funny. see that. Oh, it's it, a good video. It should be made fun of. It's stupid. Yes. It's like, there's a reason why we've never once seen it. I think he yeah. says he does it to remind himself to keep his shoulder. I don't know what the fuck it is, but like, it's stupid. And if you have like a 5.5 ERA with the Dodgers like this year, yes, yes. it looks, it looks even more ridiculous. Yes. Stop fucking doing that. Cause nobody needs to do that. Yes. Um, so the the whole thing uh, around that scene, and then uh, you know, crash strikes out, or but we we find out uh, through Annie or whatever that this guy's got two hundred twenty seven home runs in the minor week. So yes, Ed, I don't know Ed if you've done the, the, your math on this one. You did the I did math it. on the eighteen walks, but yep. like how many seasons has he played? What did he have to average? And so like, I didn't realize because one of you just said that he had played twelve years. I think there's oh they, is that it. Well, they said they 12 said, years. They said 12. I think it was during the trailer. Maybe they said 12 years. Yeah, because in the movie, they I remember them saying he played a decade in the minor leagues. So the guy okay. was hitting nearly 25 home runs as a catcher every single year in the minor leagues. I yeah. think he would have gotten more than a 21-day look at the, at the big leagues. Yeah, that's a good point. That's too many home runs for 12 years. In the 80s, a, a catcher that a catcher with power? That's almost unheard of. A, pa- a power <laughs> hitter was like 25 home runs was yeah. was a big time power hitter. And no catchers were doing that. In the 80s, especially. In the 80s, not till Piazza so, yeah, came maybe, along. Maybe Maddie Noakes one year. <laughs> I remember he had one. one. A switch hitting power guy. Um, that's Mickey a lot Peddleton. of fucking home runs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you'd, you'd give him a look. If you got a catcher... That's that shows power in the minor leagues and consistently he's hitting 25 home runs every single year, no matter what league he's in, you're going to give him a look at the big leagues. He must, uh, so crash, he must yeah, be a crash. jerk to people. Yeah. Could be. Uh, by, the, by the way, every time they play a game at night and I'm guessing they shot all the night games in one eight hour session, it's, you could see the, um, 
you can see the cold in their breath, right? So I think they shot at like 30 degree uh, spring weather or whatever. And then they, they made sure to make everyone kind of looks uh, sweaty and whatnot. If you watch it back, like the garter scene, every time they talk at night, yeah, outside they're, they're freezing, see their breath, which yeah. is, uh, and, and, but then they're dripping with sweat. So they, they kind of made sure to probably, uh, wetting themselves when they when they were doing these scenes right because baseball is a summer game but right, they must have right. shot it in the fall or winter because that's when you know this the uh fields were available and i think that the um one of the for i think the first night game they played maybe it was crash's uh first time with uh with nuke right so he shakes him off yeah and then crash tells the batter uh what's coming yeah he he um, astros him just he just Houston's incre- him. like Nukes lines, like I said, whenever he's not pitching, he 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 steals scenes with lines like this. He said, "Excuse me." He says, "Uh, why?" Costner <laughs> uh, goes to the the mound. Crash goes to the mound. He's like, uh, "Why are you calling me off? Why are you calling me off?" And uh, you know, they have a little. I want to announce my my presence with authority and all this stuff. So then, uh, so Costner goes back to catching and he tells the guy what's coming, but. And then that go, it goes to uh, to Nuke, and he says, um, "Why is he always calling me meat, man? I'm the one driving the Porsche." Like it, 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 it's fuck, it's it's a great it's, line. It's fucking wise like that, like I, to just sum up Nuke, dude. He says shit like in that vein the entire movie. And it's every time, like at, I've seen this movie what a hundred times, even more, right? And it's one of my favorite movies. I find myself laughing out loud at the movie. My girlfriend at some point was like what's wrong with you like what do you what it's, it's like i still find these lines like very funny that no oh, yeah. was fucking great at no, that the, no, the one the one line that i laughed out loud for this was not even like one of the better lines but when he towards the end when he's finally like telling him what to do and he's listening when he just goes throw the next one at the mascot because yeah. he had yeah. he had thrown like eight straight strikes, and he's like, "Just yeah. just hit the mascot. You'll fuck yeah. this guy up." Yeah. <laughs> um, he they do get, despite this, you know, them getting a lot of things right about baseball. They do, and it, maybe this is me nitpicking here, but they do get some some things wrong, like the um the the Bible thumpers in a slump, and he wants the he wants the um the Latin player to bless bless his bat. He's like. T- he tells him to touch his bat, touch my no, bat. No, no, that, that was Danny Gaines. Oh, oh, maybe. Oh, yeah, it was Danny Gaines. Yeah. No, and that go- was the Hoosiers guy. Yeah, that yeah, was the Hoosiers guy. yeah. And he goes, uh, he goes, come on, man, I'm zero for sixteen. You mean zero for sixteen? <laughs> That's pretty good. You're right. No one, no one discussing yeah. baseball or any sport has ever said zero and then the number that you say. That's oh. Like- that's like my my um, zip code. The zip codes in New Jersey start with yeah. the number zero. People always say, oh, you don't say zero. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, oh, for 16. And then when they get in a fight on the bus, the um, Nathan Arizona comes and breaks it up. And he's like, oh, come on. And Newt goes, oh, I was um, Crash was just telling me how to throw a breaking ball. A what? <laughs> you mean the just second pitch you, you learn? Yeah, yeah teaching like, uh, you now how to throw a breaking ball. A breaking ball is a catch-all term for any yeah. kind of pitch that breaks. It's, that's not a specific like type a of pitch. Ball. And also, he's a professional pitcher. 
He could be yeah. saying, oh, he's showing me a different grip on my slider or, yeah. you know, he's, he's helping he's, me tweak my four seamer. It's something right, yes. like very he, Yeah, specific. he thinks I can throw a splitter if I just work on like it's like sometimes there's just not any men around it's, to correct these things. It's uh, and, and the, the weird thing is, is that not only did Shelton ride it who played baseball, but I'd read where they have they had a former major leaguer on as the consultant uh, super yeah. consultant and yeah. shit. So I think there was like a second level of let's not make anything sound like bullshit. When I, when I hear that zero for 16, that always like yeah. gives me a little, a little, uh, I don't know. It, it always kind of makes me cringe a little bit. It's because I know Danny Gans like probably read the script and he sees over 16 yeah. and he thinks they want him to say zero. They didn't right. write zero right. on this guy. I think they wrote just over sixteen. Right. And somehow it got past right. the advisor, the script right. guy, Ron, Ron the Shelton editor. missed that day yep. on the set. <laughs> yeah, somehow nobody. But, another, and this is yeah. they're saying this like the details, forgetting the details like that. I think that was the same bus trip where he's talking about how I hate people who get the 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 words wrong in a song when he's yeah. singing try a little tenderness <laughs> and he yeah. goes young girls they do get wooly which is funny but he's <laughs> talking about paying attention to details and yeah. then they fuck up that the, like a breaking ball is not yeah. something you teach a guy for the first time yes yeah. Yeah. Uh, and again not to nitpick but a uh, nuke's glove it's a softball glove his <laughs> I don't Nuke think I noticed does, that. Nuke has a softball glove. Is and, it like a giant glove? Yeah, it's a it's like a it's like a big glove with a giant pocket with a <laughs> with a huge um with like the uh, the wrist has a velcro closing on it. It's a goddamn softball glove. Also, he's a pitcher. Pitchers have smaller gloves. Like it like it's right. a ridiculous how did like they probably brought some gloves and they're like, okay, which one's going to be nukes? How does somebody not go? Well, that doesn't look real. Like that's not, that's not the glove you should have. Interesting choice. And, and if, and if anyone was like really looking closely, like when Annie takes nuke to the backyard after this trip oh, yeah. to teach him how to pitch, yeah. uh, she's, she has a first base glove. Yeah. And I also find it's funny that, um, that he's pitching to Millie and he says something like, I don't want to hurt, the girl's hands or whatever he was railing her in the first scene of the movie. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Right. So yeah. It, it, in the, in the backyard, you have uh nuke who has been inside two women, two of the women. Yes. That he's, he's already treated her like a catcher's mitt. He, he knows what she can take. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. Ed. Yeah. That's a little, you know, uh, Millie's just going to get down in a crouch and uh, catch a guy with major league stuff. No big deal. Also, he's, he's like 28 feet away from her. As he's throwing, like, yeah. Right, not a which problem. is like the equivalent of like 170 miles yeah. an hour for her. Yeah. Also, you, Ed, you brought up the um, bus trip. Yeah. So they were um, they were playing, because this is, I don't, I've, I've driven in North Carolina a little bit. They were playing yeah. in um, Greensboro, and then they were going, they went home to Durham, but they drove like through the night, like they show them driving. Right, and then they get. Long. Then they get there and it's morning. I just mapped it. It's a 53 minute drive. <laughs> it's, 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 they leave, they leave the game. They're, they're dry and they're, it's dark. They're driving and then they get back home and you know, they're home because all their like family is there to pick them up. So and it's it, light out. Right. Like it's, it's, they've, they've been through an arduous journey of 53, yeah, 53 minutes. minutes. Yeah. I, so last summer when I did my road trip through the South, I went from Asheville to 
to Durham was along the way. And and that was a little bit of a longer drive than Greensboro. Yeah, a- Asheville's like in the western part. West. It's in the hills, right? Yeah. So maybe that, but that's still not an overnight trip. It's, you know, it's a couple hours. Yeah, there's but- no overnight trips within the state of <laughs> North Carolina. Like it's 53 minutes was that one. And, and what I will say is that um, they very well, I don't know if they shot everything in Durham, but the stadium they have now, I they were not they didn't have a home game when when I was passing through town, but I checked out the stadium and it's really nice. And they do have that bull, but it's in left field, not like the one where you hit it right. and you get a stake. Oh, nice. But it's like a super nice looking minor league stadium. Like it's gotta be one of the best. But maybe after this movie they just became so profitable. Yeah, there's I, I, there's some of those where they're like big draws for the town. Like some some of these minor league uh cities literally are it's like a, it's like a big deal it's something to do that everybody you know pays attention to and goes to the games so on the on this road trip um again this is one of my favorite movies of all time so i i hate pointing out the negatives but like i think shelton fell into the trap um on the road trip they're losing games and he fell into that trap that almost all baseball movies fall into there's always the arc of a baseball team in a movie and when they're not playing well they do a a, a a movie collage of errors. Yeah. And he he did the exact same thing. Newt giving up home runs or walking guys, balls falling between three fielders. I mean, these are just like cliches of bad baseball that you see in movies all the time. I, I didn't I I never liked that. But um the one thing that has like resonated throughout the years and is a lot of people's like favorite part of this movie is the the rain delay or the rain out? Oh yeah, we're gonna, we're going to create a rain out uh, with the sprinkler system, and then I will say this: um, other than people having sex with food on them, which kind of happens later in the movie with milk and shit, that's a problem. Um, like people, guys in like full full clothing. Uh, diving in mud and getting wet. I'm, I, I'm not comfortable with Jason, that. Jason, like, you're not going to see me doing that. I thought the exact same thing. I'm like, dude, your shoes. Like, you're gonna just going to run mm-hmm. in your in your perfectly yes. clean dress shoes and f- dive into mud. You, you're going to have to take those clothes and put them <laughs> in your fucking duffel bag. It's not like you're going to do laundry or and you're on the road. It's not like you're going to make laundry for yourself to do. It's like get the field <laughs> wet, I guess, but then go to a bar and try to bang some locals. Former Oriole and Dodger, Rick Dempsey was famous for rain delay yeah. diving yeah. around. Yeah. But you're in the majors and you have uh, yeah. people taking care of your shit. When you're busing it to places no. and yes. in dress clothes, you're not doing that. Yes. And, they, and they by the way, it. I liked Rick Dempsey. And obviously, like when I was in first grade or second grade, he was the World Series MVP. Yes. That being said, I never found that shit funny. Like no, <laughs> he's just put he's, on twib notes. Just put on this week in baseball. I don't want to yeah. see you diving around. Yeah, that, well, that you know, we were talking earlier about how you got to be a unit to play the game. Back yeah, in the day, you would have a guy. You would have a guy on the team that was just there, like because he was funny. With Jay Johnstone is is Jay Johnstone was like he's hilarious. Steve, we got to trade Steve, for him. Uh, he was a shitty outfielder. Why did you Steve, have? Why was Steve he even Lions? Lo- yes, Steve Lions. Psycho Lions. Yeah. Yeah, Rick just, Dempsey. Rick Dempsey could have been the guy changing your oil. Just he, as easy as he has a restaurant at the warehouse at Camden Yards. Like does that, he wear his? Does he wear his hat backwards? 
He like he <laughs> makes a lot of appearances. There's Boog's bar- Barbecue and Dempsey's. Like those are the big things right right in that warehouse yeah. area. Dempsey caught the last out of the 1988 World Series. Yep. Oh yep. yeah, we know yep. that. Yep. Now, um, so they get back from this losing uh, uh, trip and everything, and that's when Annie's like, "Let me teach you how to pitch." And the the eyelids and breathing through your eyes and Fernando Valenzuela in the backyard. Yep. And then and then she gives him the 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 I think the garter belt, um, and that becomes a thing. And he again, so glad you brought this up. But but again, another great line by nuke that probably wouldn't even be written into a script nowadays when he's uh when he's on the mound he's like this feels kind of sexy he's like yeah. that don't make me queer or nothing yeah, yeah right he's just where he's just he's, he's, talking, to him, he's, talking, to him, he's yeah. talking to himself that doesn't make me queer or nothing right? <laughs> yeah there's there's a whole like uh, garter belts make a lot of appearances in this movie. in the 80s yeah but in the 80s this was yeah. like quicksand and yes. boat races. There was a lot of garter belts in the garter, 80s. Garter belts are only get used, yeah, only get used if it's the 1400s or the <laughs> the milf in the porno has fat legs. Like there's no like no one yeah. has ever worn garter belts. Like it's such yeah. a weird like lingerie in general, it's kind of weird. Like guys aren't into that and it and in the 80s they thought we were obsessed with it. Yes. Yeah. When when she gives him the garters when they're like heading on the road trip, I was really digging his outfit. He had the dinner jacket with an Iron Maiden t shirt underneath. Yeah, yeah he wears a sweet. lot of. He has an Iron Maiden shirt, a Motley Crue shirt. Uh, when he gets called up to the big leagues and he's doing his on field yeah. interview and he's gotten a haircut, he's wearing a fishbone shirt. Fishbone, wow. exactly right. Yeah, like exactly just right. yeah. There was a, he had, he had a cool wardrobe for sure. Uh, sh- by the way, the shout out to um, Iron Maiden. They're they're going to be in town this fall. I think they're well into their seventies. Yep, and they're still fucking going at it. My one of my favorite bands of all time. Up Iron the Maiden. Iron yeah. Stew. I love they Maiden. Have, yeah. They have a good. Uh, they have a good beer that I've never seen in America, but it's called Trooper. And I oh I, yeah, I, I get it they, over there. I, I I have not seen it around here, but they, I like it. There's a there's a documentary about Iron Maiden. Um, where they fly everywhere and Bruce yep. Dickinson, the singer pilots their plane. Yeah. yeah I've seen it. It's amazing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Band. Love Bruce Dickinson. Shout out. Um, but yeah, so the, you know, the, the garter thing and everything else. And um, so then they get on a winning streak and then again, uh, nuke is given the great line. Um, man, I love winning. You know what I'm saying? It's better than losing. <laughs> it's yeah. better than losing. Yeah. <laughs> And then, uh, and then, uh, Crash uh, starts giving them the list of cliches. Which, again, I don't know if it started with this movie, but I think it it very much has resonated. Like over the years, a lot of these things that Crash gives Nuke to say are the same shit that you hear today from coaches yeah. and athletes. Yeah. It's, what are some of the cliches, great. Jason? Well, I just gave. A, I, I just want to give a hundred percent. I just want to, you know, contribute to the team. You know, God play willing, the, play, play the game the right games. way. Yeah, yeah, play the game the right way. Uh, I loved it. Loved that scene. Yeah, can't be uh, looking at the schedule. The way, in that montage, I think that road trip montage, they tried to crowbar Max Packin again. I know. They like they gave him a quick scene. It's like <laughs> stop with this guy spitting out water. Get him out of here. Yeah. No. <laughs> Super weird. Super weird. And uh, I also uh, don't know where it appears, but uh, 
Skipper's best moment probably is when Crash is like, you need to scare him. And he throws the bats into the shower and he, yeah. you lollygag, you lollygag. <laughs> you lollygag. <laughs> he's, so, he's so good in that scene. That reminded me, and this, this has always bothered me. The communal shower. Are, are we in ancient Rome? Like what's, why do, and they do this in, in professional sports. Why do we have all the guys showering in just one big old fucking orgy room? Like, can we not have stalls? Is it that, is it that hard to make partitions around the shower head? Why, why must we all be naked playing? Don't drop the soap together. Why does that exist? It's, it's super weird. It's weird. And I, I, re- I mean, high school, you always live somewhat close to your right. high school. Shower at home. And so it was like we had a, a shower, and I don't know if anyone in four years ever used those showers. Never. The water polo guys would shower because they practiced in the morning, but they would just shower with their Speedos on and then go change. <laughs> right. like, I'm not like a never nude. But also, like Bye. it seems, it seems like aggressive to oh, oh, have everybody is. naked together. You know, it's, yeah, it's kind of weird. Con- in, in context, because I think the um, the thought pattern of the of the communal shower, not only just to save money on doors and shit, but everyone just assumed everyone was heterosexual. Yeah. Until yeah. until just about twenty years ago. Yeah. Um, so it was that, like, okay, yeah, yeah, no problem at all. But I think that did factor into it. Like, I don't. Yeah. I think the communal showers now would they would put a little bit more thought into everyone's feelings and how uncomfortable they might be if you're homosexual and you're trying to and if you're gay trying to take it you know yes. shower with other people. Yeah. Um, well, every, yeah. And every once in a while, you get one of those nude shower brawls. I remember Eric Caros tuned up uh, Ishmael Valdez in the shower. Yeah, the right. na- naked right. shower fight is like that's a lot. Oh, and uh, right. and uh, Mike Damone and uh, Ratner getting a. F- fight mm-hmm. right coming out of, of the, in the, the locker uh, room yeah the, right he's wearing a towel yeah. demon's yeah, wearing like just, almost nothing like a loincloth and those guys aren't athletes they're just in pe they just did yeah. pe they did gym and well, they're and I, they're showering to go to say, science my my middle school gym teacher mr measley used to make us shower yeah. and watched us yeah. Yeah. and i think he was dealing with something but i'm yeah. happy to report. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy Man. to report mr measley yeah. Yeah. is taking a dirt nap so he yeah. can go fuck himself yeah he's- <laughs> hey, make sure you get it behind the ears huh <laughs> yeah yeah uh so eventually nuke gets called up he's in his um well, before that, yeah. hold on. Yeah. Before yeah. that, they they go they they have to f- complete the arc and they go on a winning streak. And uh, Nuke abstains from having sex. Oh, uh, right. the, the old as, Mickey from Rocky thing: women weak in yeah. legs. Like, yes, can't. that's true. As, as Annie had originally suggested, but then as they kept winning, she got more sexually frustrated. Um, and so, at some point on the, on the bus, Nuke's like, I think I'm just going to cave in, have sex with Annie. She wants it. And and uh, Crash is like, no, no, you can't give in. Yeah. This is my question for you guys. Was Crash in the moment yeah. being an old school uh, baseball guy um, and telling him you cannot do anything different to break a streak? You have to respect the streak. Or was he, was he in the moment? You can't fuck her because... I want to. Yeah, fuck her. he didn't. He didn't want his piece of poon sullied. Like it's like it's uh, that's my piece of ass over there, and you're gonna go in there and look. Nuke's like six three. 
Yeah, he's he's working with more. Yeah, he's probably dicked up. Like you don't you don't want him going in there and ruining Annie Savoy <laughs> like the Tokolosh. Like you want you, you want you want sure sure she she fucks a different player every year. And I like that she's real. She's an ethical slut. She's like I don't. She's like I'm just gonna have like dirty sex, but only with one guy every season. <laughs> what like what does she do in the off season? Does she just go dormant? Yeah. Yeah, that's, I think that's she's she gets worn out during the year. That's her right, right. rejuvenation. Right, exactly. Yeah, I think he's, there, are, yeah. Th- there might be some some Tar Heels or Blue Devils that he, she takes in right. for the season. Oh, do you think like yeah. yeah, maybe Danny Ferry got a shot in 1988 <laughs> right. after? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, after that, after Sam Perkins had just been <laughs> sleepy through. Sam, yeah. but, the big um, smooth. But I think that there's um so you know. She gets frustrated sexually, and, and Nuke admits to her that Crash told me I can't break the streak. I, I got to respect it. So she she um, she she goes to Crash's place uh, to demand answers, and <laughs> uh, they give Crash a couple of really good lines in the next ten minutes. But like they, she starts quoting William Blake to him as she's trying to to yeah. uh, trying to admonish him, and uh, I just love the way Coster acts the scene. He's like William Blake. William, yeah. what the fuck are you even talking about? Yeah, yeah. And then he, baseball players are dummies. And yeah. then he's like, having a conversation with you is like a Martian talking to a fungo. <laughs> that I is love, I, always, I always love that line. And then that night, uh, Nuke is pitching and he's anxious. And Costner goes to the man. He's like, what the fuck's wrong with you? He's like, you know, my dad's here. Um, he's, you know, they look over and he's waving at him. He's got a fucking... 1988 uh, camera, family camera. And uh, I love Crash's line when he's like, what, what, what he, he said, it, what did he say exactly? He said, um, he's like, he, t- he tells, Nuke tells Crash his dad is here. And Crash says, he's just your old man. He's just as full of shit as anybody. Let's get going here. And that, so, so that's when everybody goes to the mound and they start talking about their issues, you yeah. know, whether it be the, uh, yeah, need a, a wedding a, gift. And, an animal to slaughter and then fucking wool runs up to the mound and he, tr- he resolves it. But I, I just like Crash's line of we're dealing with a lot of shit like that. That to me, it was like it has been said over and over in my private life many times by me and friends. We're dealing with a lot of shit here. And yeah. it all goes back to that fucking line. I love it. Yeah, and it, you, you, it's a great way to go through life is to remember that everyone is full of shit. Like nobody totally. is that important, whether it's your boss or like yeah. everyone's full of shit. Like yeah. nobody's <laughs> nobody's important. Everybody, everybody's thinking about themselves too. You're, you're, people are worried about what people are thinking about them. Nobody's thinking about you. They're thinking about themselves, just like you're thinking about yourself. I was they don't not, give a fuck about you. I was not a great technical bond salesman, but the thing I did best was let people talk about the subject they liked the most. Yeah. yeah. Themselves. Yes. That's, yeah. that's yeah. how you sell things. You, yes. you tell gen- people talking about themselves. Yes. The absolutely. genius of sales. The genius of sales. So um, Nuke gets through this game that his dad is there for. They go back to Annie. And I think that, like, uh, by the way, if you want to look at this scene again, Sarandon, I think, wins the nomination for whatever she was nominated for that, that year. Her just kind of there not wanting Nuke to show up because she wants Costner to show up and just the way she kind of acts nonverbal in that, in that moment, she puts on some Italian opera, (laughs) which makes that fucking line that Nuke delivered even better. Nuke's pounding on the door with his dad 
And he's like, I know you're in there, Annie. I hear that uh, that Spanish. crazy Mexican music. The Spanish guy. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's Edith Piaf, the French singer. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I hear that crazy Mexican music. Yeah. Says. Yeah, yeah. it's funny. Um, he gets called up, right? And then Crash Davis, who's a 39-year-old journeyman catcher, <laughs> who we've been told was only there to make Nuke Lelouch good. He gets cut and like everybody's surprised. Right. That's that was his role. That was it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He did exactly what he was supposed to do. And, uh, you know, I don't know why he was surprised that he got released. Eventually, he gets to slay it, though. Right. He's shows up. He goes to Susan Sarandon's house. And this is we want this payoff. Yeah. But doesn't have to go down like this. Yeah. He's they're, they're fucking on they're fucking on the floor. Milk they're, is being spilled yes. everywhere. They're they're fucking on the butcher block in the kitchen. Does this woman have no beds? It basically it basically turns into one of his tenants in life. He believes in softcore porn. So I'm gonna make the that 15 minutes in the final act yeah. of this movie, softcore porn. It was it was <laughs> yeah. this entertaining this entertaining movie with great lines and kind of a comedy, but really cool. And and then it just turns into softcore porn for fifteen minutes. Yeah. And and I'm all about that. That's fine sure. with me. But it, it's it's it was a weird departure from the rest of the movie. It is. Yeah. It was yeah. a lot of wisecracking, and, and, and then it yeah. goes right to the porn. And and there was a ten minute sax solo, and while they're making I love, three different the, ways. That's the, the song, most eighties part of all. The so song that was playing, yeah, the song that they're that was playing while they're fucking. Sixty minute man. Oh, too long, <laughs> guys. Your lady I, does not want to be pounded for an hour. Yeah, I don't so have shoot, that club in my bag, so there's no, no problem. Shoot for there. shoot for like a 15, 20 minute sesh. Get in there, get her to make the noises that let you know that she got what she needed out of it, and then get the fuck out. She doesn't. She doesn't want to be counting ceiling tiles. Like sixty minutes, way too long. That's way too long of a session. Crash ends. Up, crash fucks her and chucks her though. He he bangs her. This is always Ashville, weird, right? Yeah, this is always weird. When yeah, this, this is that reminds me of something. It's always weird when people bounce in the morning. Like I'm if I'm sleeping in bed with somebody, and they get up out of bed, I'm almost always aware of it. Yes. He he bounce he leaves her a note. Thanks for the pussy. He bounces to Asheville, which again, should we map it? He's like this is this is such an 80s thing. Yeah. Uh, he writes in the note. He's like, like he's I, moving I, to Guam. Yeah, I heard Ash I heard Asheville's looking for a catcher. Asheville. Oh, By the good. way, yes. if if you have a chance, Asheville's a great town. There's like a bunch it's of like breweries. It's 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 very cool. Yeah. Artsy, Ash- good good mm-hmm. restaurants. I'm a big fan to Durham. This is a lot like the, this is a lot like um, Jason Stewart and I do a bachelor show. Yeah. On bachelor in paradise. The host comes on at the end of the season. He's like, all right, you either got to get married, get engaged or break up. And I'm like, what can't they like text each other after like once they leave Tulum, they're not allowed to communicate anymore. He's, he's trying to sign on with in Asheville, which is a little over three hour drive from Durham to the same state. You, I mean, it's not even really doing long distance. Like you, you could come out when he's when they got home stands. You could you could cultivate a relationship from three hours distance, right? So last summer, I made that exact drive 
and we had breakfast in Asheville and lunch in Durham. Yeah. That's how it works. Exactly. Yeah. It's not like, it's not the end of the world. You don't have to break up because he's well, playing three hours it, away. Was this intentionally a Bo Durham trip or did you just, you just happen to go to North Carolina and hit all these no, spots? We flew, we flew to New Orleans and then drove home and like stopped in Nashville. Um, we went to Dollywood. We went to Asheville. It was, it was, it was cool. Cause like yeah. we couldn't fly anywhere the kids and stuff. And it was like, all right, we'll, we'll do a kind of, well, I mean, we flew to New Orleans, but we just, we didn't get our shit together and Europe had like regulations still. So yeah. we did a U.S. road trip. That sounds nice. It was fun. Uh, it's, but crash realizes that the pussy was just too good. He's like, I can't. Yeah. He's like, fuck it. I'm done. Oh, I'm, I'm looking at the scene, by the way, the, yeah. the fucking on the, the butcher's block. Yeah. There's a stick of butter like Disgusting. under their knees. Disgusting. It's cr- super gross. Like, look, like somebody's butt is on that. And that's like, that's where you're going to be like cutting the, the tri-tip the next yeah, day. Milk and I butter. Wanna, and Yeah. No, I want to know the, I want to know the cleaning cost and the property damage from this one lovemaking session. <laughs> because the water that comes out of the tub, that had to cause damage. Yes. Floor damage. That's yeah. right. That's right. Absolutely, and, and look, floorboards are buckling. When you're when you're treating your lady to a sesh, you want her to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. You're putting her back on a hard butcher's block. piece of wood. Like, go to the bed or at least the couch. Get get her on something soft. He comes back and then he's like, "I heard they're looking for a um, manager." In Visalia, which is a real shithole, I believe, near Bakersfield. <laughs> yeah. I was uh, not, not really, uh, you know, like maybe check your other options. And he's like, do you think I could make it to the bigs as a manager? And the answer is yes, because that's the easiest job in the world. Anybody could do it. Like Joe Torrey is considered one of the best ever. And Joe Torrey's a moron. He just had good players. As long as you have good players, you can be a successful manager. That's all it takes. Yeah, it, what it's weird yeah. how how Joe Joe Torre had that like great technique of having the highest payroll in baseball. Yes, yes, uh, it was a good technique. Always yeah. helps. Always helps. Um, it, anything else? The, the movie ends with a Walt Whitman quote about baseball. It's very, um, it's very, it's a sweet movie, right? It's think- it's, it's a love letter to baseball, a sport. It's the national pastime. It's a sport we love. Yes. It's, it's summer. It's, you know, it's, we all love baseball and that's why we love Bull Durham. I think that that's what, that's why it's always uh, been my favorite. Cause like, it's in, a fun not movie. in the, yeah, not in the, not in the eccentric ways that she had it, but like in a lot of ways, I've always seen baseball the way she has it. Like there, there's something a little bit more at play than just a competition or a sport. Like base, there are just certain levels of baseball that are nuanced and, uh, a little bit more than than what it appears, and but there's one thing that she says that I think is a great line. Um, she was talking about how uh, Nuke is going to be fine, and she stopped worrying about Nuke. And she says, uh, "The world is made for people who are not cursed with self awareness." Yeah, I love that line. Right I just line. love it. Yeah, I, I think it's so perfect. Most people, and we found out, especially with COVID and everything, most people are just fucking. Uh, just lemmings and, and, and going through life and the players in life and participating. And they, it, if you're not cursed with self-awareness, 
then it's a much easier fucking trip. And yes. that's exactly what it was for Nuke. This is life is life is going to be a lot easier because of that ignorance. And for people like uh, Crash and Annie, uh, you know, it, it's a little bit more challenging. And uh, I just thought that line was great. It's, it's a great, great line. To sum up the movie. It is a good um, line. Um, some casting choices that could have been different. The studio wanted Anthony Michael Hall Ugh. as Nuke. Thank God. Thank God that didn't happen. I, well, I don't even. I think I like I think, him, uh, but but, uh, but Robbins was even though like everyone talks about how bad his pitching is. Yeah, like he is such a good meathead in this. No, movie. he is good, and, and he got Susan Sarandon from this movie, he, right? Like he got her. This is how he met. How, met, how he old was he? Oh, he had to be in his she late twenties. She was forty-one. I read that Crash or Costner was only like three years older than Robbins in real life. Oh really? Let's see. Here. Yeah, I'd read that. He's he's sixty three. He's born fifty eight. Oh, this was eighty eight. He was forty, or almost forty. Thirty. Oh wait, thirty. 30. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> hey, shut up. <laughs> every time, one. every time we do math on this show, <laughs> I fuck it up, and it's all people want to tell me. They're like, oh, "Hey, yeah. nice job." Forty. Eighty eight <laughs> minus fifty eight is forty. Like you can't even do fucking math. And I'm like, "Yeah, I you never got, said I could." The gazintus wrong. Yes, exactly. Four. Yeah, thirty. And what was Costner was probably like what thirty seven? Let's see. Uh, they're saying three. Jason said three years. Well, let's see. Yeah. Let's, but Jason, you got to take that with a grain of salt if he's like, <laughs> Kevin Costner. <laughs> Kevin Costner. Oh, Jason's right. Fifty five. So yeah. yeah, three years. So he would have been thirty three. I mean, in the movie, they're supposed to be like a decade at yeah. least apart. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's twelve years in. Yeah. yeah. Um. Ra- or Kurt Russell worked yeah. with Ron Shelton to develop the script and was originally thought of to play the part of Crash Davis. I, I as great as Costner is, I mean, that's the one guy I think who could have nailed it too. Yes, uh, apparently yeah. um C- Kurt Russell agreed. He said after the movie was made that he wrote a fan letter to Costner telling him how good he was and how good the movie was. So Kurt Russell agreed to to do the part and then in the meantime when Kurt Russell went to do another movie or something, Costner had met with Shelton and they hit it off so well. And Costner took Shelton to the batting cage yeah. and Costner, I guess, showed him that he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Mel, Mel Gibson and, and Harrison Ford were also considered for crash. I can't oh, Mel Gibson would have been all. horrendous. And yeah. 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 There's no way either of those guys can hold a bat. You know what I was watching last night? A few good men and um, Tom Cruise. He's there's a scene where he's, He's hitting infield to his softball (laughs) team. And I'm like, buddy, like that's, you know how just, you you just. The only thing he can do in movies is run. Like that's the only thing they give him to do. But no, he could, I mean, he flies the plane. Like he can learn to do shit. He flies planes. He rides motorcycles. He's, you know, he's gets into it. But if you just don't. There's no way he played like, like baseball. Yeah. If you don't have the muscle memory and if you just don't know the motion, it just looks fucking weird. And you can tell. It's the I think it's the one sport that you just can't fool. You can't fool no. other people that play the sport or people that know the sport. That's the one sport that you just can't. You can't walk up on the set and then just try to do things. And whenever I see Cruz do that thing in that movie or other actors try to do it, um, I always think that as a child, they were going from one audition to the other. They weren't playing sports. 
That, that's no, why no. There's so many of these actors are not athletic. And I just see Tom Cruise as one of – and by the way, um, I, I, I forgot to make this point. Costner swings the bat pretty damn well from both sides of the plate. He does. That's yeah. asking an actor to do a lot. Yeah, he's a definite athlete. Like he, is, he looks absolutely. like a golfer. He looks like a baseball yep. player. Like he's he's no doubt. And but juxtaposed against another one of the movies that he's known for, and you know, R.I.P. The late Ray oh, yeah. Liotta fucking dreams. bats right handed because yeah. he couldn't bat left handed. Fucking Costner shows up on this movie batting fucking both ways, and he looked pretty good. Didn't they haven't? Um, what was that movie? What was that HBO movie? What six sixty one? Sixty one. Yeah. 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 Oh, hung. Oh, yes. That was yeah. a big unit. Yeah, he played yeah. Mickey Mantle. He's from Boogie Nights. Yeah, and Tom yeah. Jay, Tom, and, Tom right. Jay or something. Like Tom Jane, and they had to. Oh, they like and Barry Pepper looked like a, a theater kid. <laughs> right. Yeah, and, but they they do they do they flip the film or something. If a guy can't bat left handed, they yes. turn the film around so it makes it look like he's hitting oh, left handed right handed. Yeah. I didn't yeah, know they, that. They had to yeah, wear like backwards, backwards letters on their uniforms. I remember seeing it, something about that. No yeah. shit. Yeah. 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 So I wonder why I mean, they wouldn't. I, but by the way, I I could play baseball. I was not like a yeah. great baseball player, no. but I would have to have the the film reverse. I don't I don't think I'd be believable swinging from the left. Oh no! Side. I, if I try to swing left handed, I'd look like Tom Cruise trying like, to hit him. When I like, throw yeah. lefty, I throw like the worst. You know, like yeah. like like. like quote in quotes like a girl like that's how that's how i throw a lefty i can't do it correct so they should have done that reverse photography if that was a thing for field of dreams or just cast somebody different like the 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 shoeless joe batting right-handed to me is just such a a violation of of any any baseball uh fans uh knowledge for for a big for a big baseball fan I'm, i'm gonna say something that might hurt you I don't <laughs> like Field of Dreams. I no, thought a that's, movie. A, that's a it's C minus movie at best. It's, it's a horrible movie. Oh, it's got great. a lot of flaws. You want to have, have a catch with your dad or whatever. It's, like, uh, I don't, so know. Cheesy. I don't give a shit about that movie. It's so cheesy. It's awful. Um, here's an interesting one. In the scene where the Bulls have returned from a long road trip, 53 minutes we learned, Annie is seen at the game wearing a black veil and appearing as if she had just come from a funeral. This is because the previous scene where Annie attends... Max Patkin's funeral <laughs> was, was cut out of the movie production. Ron Sheldon if had only. written a scene where Max was killed in a car crash during the season. Jeez. But what would, Why be the would that, of that? Yeah. What would be, that wouldn't have anything to do with yes. the fucking movie and or the also, characters. Also he's playing himself. So it's like, you're, it's not, you're not a character that dies. You're you that if dies. That's the case. I appreciate that Ron yeah. Sheldon tried to kill, kill off that yes. character. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Um, Oh, the big club is referenced several times during the movie, though it is never made completely clear what major league team the Bulls are affiliated affiliated with. At the time of the filming, the Durham Bulls were a Carolina League single A affiliate of the Atlanta Braves. Mm. As of 2013, the Durham Bulls are the triple A affiliate of the Tampa Rays. There you go. Yeah. Yep. Um, Tim Robbins and Susan Sarandon met on this movie. Ranked number five on American Film Institute's list of the ten greatest films in the genre sports. Oh yeah, easy. Yeah, it's number five. five. I mean, I I would assume they have longest yard. Like what? Yeah. But those AFI lists, they'll be like, oh, bang the drum slowly is the best movie. Like they always have some real bridge over river. Kwai. Yeah. 
I remember the AFI top 100, there were like two movies in the last 50 years. Everything else was was like super yeah. old. But both Jeff Bridges and Don Johnson turned down the role of Crash. Well, Don Johnson's there's no way to throw baseball. Yeah. I oh, here's something. This. So at the end of the movie, I just kind of let it play and it said the producers wish to thank and there was a whole long list of people. And the first name on the list? Paula Abdul. Did oh. you hear the story about that? She, I, well, I, I just read, read right this. now. I did read this. She, she choreographed his dance. He was a pretty good dancer. Like you could see why chicks wanted to fuck him. Nuke was out oh, there yeah. on the dance floor cutting a rug. He was, he was vibing. He was vibing in that first bar scene. Yeah, for sure. Um, um but yes. the scene, the scene, she, she screamed and like yelled on set because she thought she was going to get a couple lines for that. Yes. Yeah. She didn't get those. Yeah. How? I mean, yeah. what are you going to do? You get to act with DJ Scat Cat or MC Scat Cat, whatever. <laughs> yeah. But not with Bull Durham. Get out of here. Uh, um, Let's see. The studio thought that Susan Sarandon was too old and not funny enough to play Annie. So she sucked one of their dicks. So producer Tom Mount had Sarandon, who was 41 during production, go to Orion Pictures co-founder Mike Medavoy's office in a tight dress and lean over his desk for half an hour they they did that elaine did that in on seinfeld this is crazy but at the same time like that's kind of what works with guys for the end of time as a rule most studio executives strong suit isn't imagination saran and recalled to sports illustrated so when you're trying to get a part it helps for them to be able to envision you in the part I definitely didn't go in there in a t-shirt and jeans. I remember I had on an off-the-shoulder red and white striped dress. It was very form-fitting. It was understood what I had to do. Wow. She, uh, she there's nobody else that should, could have played that role. Yeah. She was amazing. I mean, she her it was a great written part, but she yes. played it well. So I check this out. I um I found I don't even know what date what this is dated, but ESPN went around to their columnists and editors. Um, and they, they asked for the, uh, the top sports movies. Um, so longest yard, number 10, the hustler, number nine, Caddyshack, field of dreams is seven. The natural is six slap shots. Five Hoosiers is four. The top three at three is raging bull, which tops most people's lists. Yeah. yeah Rocky at number two, which oh. was, Two and a half hours. Pretty long. A pretty lot slow. of drama. Yeah. And not a lot of sports. A lot of Adrian. Bull, Bull Durham. They Bull Durham's the, the best movie according to ESPN uh internal. Right, there, so there's uh, some good yeah. ones on there though. Yeah. Slapshot, I forgot. That that's an amazing movie. Oh, it's Great so movie. good. Great I haven't movie. seen it in a long time. I love that movie. Uh, Mel- Melanie Griffith was also considered. Uh Deborah Winger and Carrie Fisher both oh. turned it down. Fuck Deborah Winger. Nick Nolte turned down the role of Crash Davis. David Duchovny uh, was considered for Nuke Lelouch. Oh, you know, it would be a very different movie with any of those people. Ke- Kelly McGillis was interested to play the role of Annie, but turned it down. Instead, wow. He starred in The Accused. Wow. Very different movie. Interesting. That's a very different movie. 
Yes. I noticed McGillis wasn't even invited to Maverick. Well, they, the ship had sailed. Why would you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Sybil Shepard and Bruce Willis were considered to play the parts of Annie and Crash, but declined due to their commitment to the TV series Moonlighting. There's no what way the Bruce hell? Willis can swing a bat. No. Zero chance. He he would he would definitely crowbar some harmonica scenes. Yeah. Oh into yeah, the movie. yeah. He'd have his he'd have his sleeves rolled up. Grooms, yeah. yes. golden wine, cool. Yes. Um, as it, as is the case in many baseball films, the actors are using bats that are models used by actual major leaguers. The character Bobby uses a George Brett, and Jose uses a Chet Lemon. Wow! Oh, here we go. Chet wow. Lemon. Danny Gans, who had a small role as a third baseman, went on to great fame as a Las Vegas entertainer known as the man of many voices. He had a long running show at the Mirage Hotel, and it was voted top show in Las Vegas for 10 consecutive years from 98 to 08. They even named the theater after him. He died, as did Travis Rogers employment with the Jim Rome show on May 1st. 2009 what yeah no shit yeah wow yep uh okay let's wrap it up there oh wait hold on jeez i I forget this every time who's that loud cover coming all over so at one point Annie and Nuke have sex with the sheets over their... Com- they're completely covered by the covers of the That's bed. That's very suffocating. Oh, my God. It's so claustrophobic. You can barely b- breathe. But uh, Susan Sarandon, she... I would say she's a moderately loud comer. Yeah. Not a super loud comer. I know the loud comer here. I know. It. Oh, look. Ed Daly, who is the loud comer in this movie? Who do you think is the loudest comer in the movie, Boulderham? I have a feeling... That his hemorrhage was caused by loud coming. I think the manager is (laughs) Trey Wilson, Nathan, Arizona, Nathan, Arizona seems like he'd be a super loud comer. And he was, you know, he was, he was looked like he was much older than he actually was. And maybe that was from his expressive coming throughout his life. He was expelling. Jason Stewart, who was the loud comer? I think Max. Max Patkin. Yeah, yeah, oh, Max man. Patkin. Yeah. I, it, it, I mean, he, he was... Looking at that grill, there's no way he had sex for like five <laughs> decades. Dude dude was sh- shooting dust. I got to go with decades-long entertainer of the year in Las Vegas, Danny Gans. He's definitely a loud <laughs> yeah, comer. he's he, styling. He's, and he does it a Sammy Davis Jr. Oh, I'm called. How about me, daddy? Like, he do, he'll do it in voices. He comes, he'll come as Sinatra. The next time he comes as Joan Rivers. And you're like, oh my God, this is so I funny. I see that. He's absolutely the loudest comer. Maybe not even the loudest comer in history, or more likely the loudest comer in history. Right. Not I could see him going like, can we talk? Yes. yes hey, I'm, yes. I'm in Henderson, talk? Nevada. <laughs> Can we talk? I'm ejaculating right now. Look at me over here. Uh, okay, guys. Outstanding work as always. Jason Stewart, we got The Bachelor starting up here pretty soon. Oh, yeah. I know. It's really stresses me out. I hate it so much. But we do a great show about it if you're not might, already I might, following I might it. have to make a stunt appearance. Yeah, just, you can come on in too. Jump in. Yeah, yeah. The Bachelor You'll, lifestyle. Explain to me what's happening, but I'll, I'll, I'd like to join. 
Jay Stu has to explain to me, and sometimes he'll go, and then um, th- then there was this very important turning point, and this one girl cried, and I'll be like, seriously? I just like looking like, at their bios where they say their favorite movie is yeah. like, you know, like fucking Lion King. really stupid. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's always something. It's always something animated. And they have cool jobs like waxer and like spray tanner. No job that would let you off for two months. No, no, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, they're trying to be influencers. Um, for Ed Daly, who's here every, here with me every week. For Jason Stewart. My name is Brian Beckner. This has been episode number 320, or wait, 429 of the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. We'll see you next week. TBLS, hell yes, the lifestyle's baller. Podcast getting bigger and not smaller. Broadcasting weekly, that's what we do. With Easy Ed Daily and the man Jay Stew and Brian Beckner, quick to dissect the week in sports and culture and whatever. Chosen to others, top podcast man, no one is above us. Five star, even the haters will love us. And we're not trying to talk politics a lot. We'd much rather talk about dicks a lot. Shit's so hot, man, you know the shit's on top. Top podcast man, it really hits the spot. Listen up, you players and shot callers. TBLS, the lifestyle's baller. And you know the show is so flawless. TBLS, the lifestyle's baller. Listen up, you players and shot callers. TBLS, the lifestyle's baller. And you know the show is for all us TBLS, the lifestyle's baller.